You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. Hello, you should write a book. I am so excited today to be coaching with my dear friend, fellow coach and fellow author, Jane Stinson, who I chat with multiple times every week and every Saturday. And I asked her if she would be coached on my podcast and she said, yes. So Jane, thank you for being here. Oh, yes. I'm so excited to be with you. (laughs) Yay. What are we chatting about today? I want to talk about making space. I I have a lot of shoulds running through my mind and I'm starting mm-hmm. a new book and um, I, I coach writers on making space and I find myself running up against just like some shoulds. So I just wanted to talk with you about it so I could clear that out of the way. Yeah. So for listeners who are newish to coaching, good coaches get coached. We're not experts. <laughs> we don't know all the things. And we often get coached on the very things that we can help our clients with because it's so much easier to see someone else's brain and what's going on in there than your own. So yeah. just as a point of reference. So you're thinking about this new book. Yeah. Want to make space. What does it mean to make space? Tell me more. Okay. So um, I, I need to say in the past when I've written, so as I'm starting a new book, I'm really used to stacking up all kinds of things. I'm a, I have a full-time day job. I'm a mom. I have a coaching business. Mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I brush over that like fast. I have two teenage daughters, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I'm married I'm and I'm writing. And so I really, um, I really started writing at a fast pace in like 2019 and I wrote and wrote and didn't stop. So I was writing uh, two hours a day in the morning before I would go to work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then it was like just running from rushing one thing to the next, writing, carpool, work, come home, dinner, like, you know, it, the calendar. Yeah. And I'm not doing that right now um, because of COVID. I get to work, I get to work remotely. So mm-hmm. there's no two hour commute. I have I have space. My daughters are in the process. My youngest is in the process of learning to drive. You know, there's, there's a lot more room. I have a coaching practice that's kind of on its own. And so I'm sort of relearning, oh, here's how it feels to write. I have a sort of clear calendar. I have a husband that always makes dinner, you know, I, um, Mm. and, and so even as I'm talking about, I feel a little bit of anxiety. I don't know why. (laughs) Cause it's new. We don't really, the brain doesn't really love new things, even when we're like, I it's want It's much this. more comfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to giving myself a really hard deadline. I know you know this with um, like having a, a hard date with my editor. I'm self-published. And so yeah. I would put that date out there as if to help with my accountability. But I find that I, it's much easier, actually faster way to write if I don't have a looming deadline because that's not running in my mind. I need to hurry. I need to get this done. I need to, I need to, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. I'm nodding along because I'm the same way. I like to make my own deadlines. And when I don't think that someone else is waiting for them, it just takes that pressure off. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's, it's a much more comfortable way to be, but I'm maybe a little uncomfortable with the comfort. (laughs) 
Yeah. So that is totally normal. But let's talk about what you want out of this experience. Um, this is the first book that I've written that is a totally that is like not a book I've been carrying for a long time. Mm-hmm. I uh I had a long break of not writing, raising kids, you know, like and then so when I came back to it, I had all these things in my mind that had sort of stacked up and we're ready to write. And this is so fresh and new and I'm so excited and I can't wait. Like I'm, when I step into it, I'm like, oh my God, I, I just like love these new characters I'm getting to know. So I want to just really enjoy the process. I I always enjoy writing, but I think there's been the aspect of just like freedom to, you know, take as long as it takes. And even as I say that I did the math this morning, I I write quickly. I know how, I mean, I know I, I can write quickly, but you know, even in, even in an hour a day, I can have a book done in 12 weeks. And I know, and I know that logistically, wow. but um, like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so, so I'd like yeah. to write, you know, just in the most beautiful kind of sacred way, putting, putting the book, you know, first before all these other, mm-hmm. I should go to this extra family event or I should be whatever. I don't know. I don't even know what is there. No, this all makes sense to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds almost like there's a little bit of worry there that you're going to fall back into the old pattern. I think so. Yeah. So you're clear on what you want. I'm curious, how do you want to feel while you're creating? And then we'll talk about just making sure that you're not falling back into that old pattern. Yeah. So I just really want to be able to follow the story where it takes me. Mm-hmm. I have I have a a framework, and so I I I love to plot with beats, and so I I feel like oh yeah, there's like plenty of space for this story to take a turn, but also I know where I'm going, and I just really want to relax into that creation process. So is your ideal feeling state while you're writing relaxed for this book? I mean, I think more like excited, inspired. Yeah. Great. So we know that pushing, prioritizing other things, all of that is the opposite of excited, inspired, and with that relax into the story energy. So why, to the best of your ability, why might that happen where, let's say, family member says, Jane, we're having a get together during your writing time. And we really want you to be there. What part of you would be tempted to say yes? Yeah. So I think the yes has come more with my girls. You know, um, mm, when I, okay. it's it's like um, my youngest is learning to drive. So she's like, mama, can you take me driving? Yes, mm-hmm. of course I can take you driving. Yes. And then it's just adjusting that writing time. And so like that would be something I would want to say yes to. As mm-hmm. opposed to like, hey, let's do last minute dinner. Everybody come and you bring the main dish or something. That seems easier to say no to. But I think. Well, that makes sense to me. But before you go on, I want to ask why wouldn't you just say to your daughter who you love dearly and want to spend time with? This is my writing time, especially because, Jane, you are remarkably mm. fast. And we're not talking about someone who's taking eight hours a day to work on a book. It's just a little bit of time. Oh, you mean just ask her to wait? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because that didn't occur to me. I know. Because <laughs> I like the framework with which you're using to consider your decisions. 
we always want to like our why and you do like your why. But in this case, I think you could examine why that impulse is to push the work aside. Yes. Well, because I want my daughter to feel important and I split time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have split custody with my ex-husband. So, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, the, when she's with me, I want to especially make sure that she's a focus, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with telling her like, oh, I'm just going to write for an hour and then we can go driving. Yeah, I really like um, with my clients, I recommend that they are very clear with their family members in particular about when their writing time is, because then you're just generally not having to even deal with having to say no, because daughter is going to say, OK, I know that, you know, mom writes from eight to nine. I will ask her at seven or nine. Yeah, this is crazy to me that my mind did not even consider that I could, you know, I mean, she knows I'm writing a book, you know, like all these things, yep. but yes, I want to be very available for my kids. And so very mm-hmm. strange that it doesn't even occur to me that it's, there's a no, or it's just always a reshuffling of my writing time as opposed to just shifting things with her. So, Yeah. And be really careful about the idea that the way to make your daughter feel important is to say no to yourself. Because there are so many other ways. This is where the benefit of knowing someone really well, you show her she's important in so many other ways. Yeah. And and this would not be not showing her. But I want you to think what would be important about what you are showing her by holding your very minimal writing boundary here. What are you going to be demonstrating to her that's important for her to see? Yeah, well, she recently started a job and I see her good boundaries Mm. with the job working when she says she's going to work very good ethic but also saying no when they ask her to shift her schedule around so I Mm. think you know it's just it just benefits her I'm just modeling good boundaries which is really helpful for her yeah I love to think about what we're demonstrating to our children when it's applicable Um, for individuals who don't have children what we're showing the other people around us by showing up for ourselves we're often thinking it's going to cost them, but it's really actually very powerful to see someone go for their goals. Yeah. And I do think about the cost. Like, what, is, what am I taking away? And not very often am I thinking about the benefit to her when she waits for just, oh, you know, that priority for, yeah. yeah. What else might get in your way or cause you to fall back into those patterns that you're like, oh, I don't want to go there again? I feel pretty capable because I, I've, I've done it enough now with, um, having a really full schedule. And I feel like the timing is really right for the writing to take full priority. You know, my coaching is in a place that stands on its own. You know, my job has good boundaries. My, you know, like, so I really feel like I'm able to just write in a different way than I have before. And I think it's kind of a fun time to test. I don't even know that I see it as obstacles, but like I've oftentimes traded sleep for writing time and I, I'm mm-hmm. working to not do that. You know, getting up at four and writing is not really working for my 50 year old body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I'm writing in the evening or writing a little during what I would perceive as family time, that, that's, I think, probably where those ideas of obstacles come. But my husband is supportive of the writing and my girls, you know, they're they're not little kids anymore. So also supportive, even though I tell you I dropped the things for them. So I think the obstacles are really more in my mind, thinking I don't want to sacrifice my my family for my writing time. Yeah. Just being really clear that that's a thought error. You can have both. 
you know, society does tell us that we have to pick, but in this case, and in many cases, that's not true. So I think it could be really powerful for you to examine the best case scenario here. Yeah. We often go to worst case and sometimes it's useful when we're just really afraid of something, getting honest about, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? But in this case, what is it going to mean for you to do this project in a different way? What amazing things could happen if you make space and honor your own needs and boundaries? Well, I don't have the noise of, I need to be writing, I should be writing, I need to be writing, I should be writing, because that gets loud when I postpone the writing time. And then right. and then by the end of the week, if it's if I've been shuffling, you know, I might have more of a, like, oh, look, I just need to get these five hours of writing done or something. I kind mm-hmm. of haven't been able to chunk it out through the week. And so there's the cost there. I'm not sure if I'm answering the question right, but. Yeah. Less mental chatter, not having to shove it into your schedule at the last minute. Yeah. And I have, and so then I'm way more present with my, with the family that I'm making the time for as opposed to being, yeah more absent because I'm thinking like, oh, sure, we'll just watch this movie, hurry up, hurry up, and not go ahead and write or something. Yeah. yeah. So I feel much more relaxed, much more present, much more engaged, you know? Yeah. So fascinating to me. You're basically going to be making your whole family feel more important by prioritizing your goals. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, I know. <laughs> And listen, I had this realization about myself recently too. If I don't take care of things when I say I'm going to take care of them, they're sitting there in the background and I'm not paying attention at dinner or watching a show or whatever. I'm thinking I have to go do this thing. Yeah. Nothing good happens that way. No. And it's incredible to me that I can see this for someone else. For for myself, I have a hard time to see it. (laughs) That's why we love coaching. (laughs) Yeah, it's very true. (laughs) So much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you feeling now about this? I mean, I feel great about it. I'm so excited about about the book, but I think this is helpful because I've been I've been saying no th- to things, and so you know my calendar is nice and clear. But I, it's those like really core values that I'm down to. You know, yeah. so I just want to make sure that that all feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think your next steps are? Like now that you see this connection between showing up for your dreams, making your family feel important really leaning into this relaxed way of being and probably writing a better book. What do you do now? Well, I'm going to try just playing with my writing time. So, you know, I I do like to write in the morning, but um, I might try some evening time Mm -hmm. and then just kind of see what feels good. It just feels like, oh, there's opportunity to test when I feel most creative or when I feel most um, like, oh, I really want to sit down and write. I have actually room so that it doesn't have to be like, you have to get this done, like this, like really driving kind of force of have to write now, otherwise it won't get done. So I think there's a lot of just like some space to kind of play with that and see how I write most inspired. So, you know, I mean, just being flexible with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be kind and be flexible as we tell my children. <laughs> and like apply that to yourself. I think this sounds amazing. I know that there are times in life where we have to sort of show up in a way that doesn't feel as good, but you have a gift right now. Yeah, for sure. Of having that space. So it's really just take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally going to. (laughs) I know we are. Amazing. Thank you for this. Yes, this is so good. Thank you so much. Thank you. My (laughs) pleasure. All right. 
Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co, that's evenbetter.co, to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.